Chapter 19 Cassie Zoom! I beat my fly wings and zipped under the door. The bottom edge of the door was like a ceiling to me, and then I was out. Zoom! I flew straight up. I mean, straight up. Like a rocket. Cool! I yelled to no one. Zoom! I spun around in mid-air and hit the ceiling with all six feet. The long claws dug into tiny cracks in the ceiling tile. The sticky pads added extra hold. I rested upside down, hanging from the ceiling. Becoming a fly is disgustingly gross. But being a fly is excellent. I mean, nothing flies like a housefly. You can fly straight ahead, or you can suddenly shoot straight up, or you can stop and just hover. There is absolutely nothing those fly wings won't do. The best jet fighter, flown by the greatest pilot ever, is a big, slow, wallowing pig compared to a housefly. Tobias, on his best day, couldn't come close to the maneuvers a fly can do. I rested on the ceiling, directly above Chapman's head. It was maybe five feet from me down to his balding head. At least, I think it was him. Fly eyesight is hard to get used to. Very hard to get used to. Fortunately, he, or at least the guy I hoped was Chapman, had stepped in some dog dew earlier. I wasn't sure of my weird compound eyesight, but nothing can smell like poop to a fly. I was locked onto the location of Chapman's shoe. There was just one problem. Chapman wasn't doing anything but looking at books. My fly brain got edgy just staying in one place, so I dropped from the ceiling, pivoted in midair, fired up my wings, and took a quick wild ride around his head. Yes, it was Chapman, almost for sure. For the next twenty minutes, I just stalked him on his slow progress through the bookstore. I zipped around him, always staying out of reach, occasionally resting on the spine of a book or rocketing back up to the ceiling. After twenty minutes or so, it was all starting to look like a pretty stupid idea. I was supposed to be looking for Rachel, who might be in some kind of trouble. And instead, I was staring upside down at Chapman's scalp. Then, yes, a man and a woman were talking to Chapman. Understanding speech is difficult with the hearing flies have available. Fortunately, I had been a fly before, so I knew how to translate the vibrations the fly felt into sound. You're late, Chapman snapped. The man said, It couldn't be helped. Our job isn't easy with all this going on. Not here, Chapman said. Walk with me. He walked away, and the two newcomers fell into step alongside him. I dropped from the ceiling and buzzed quickly after them. It was easy to keep up. I just kept Chapman's head a few feet in front of me. What was hard was hearing everything they said. Out in the mall itself, there was a din of noise. Dozens of voices, music, footsteps. It was all vibrations to my antennae and hairs. To make sense of it, I had to take a risk. I shot forward at full speed, pivoted sideways, and landed on Chapman's collar. The threads of his shirt fabric looked as big as ropes to me. It was easy to hold on. But I kept my fly instincts hyper-alert in case some big human hand came reaching to swap me. I don't see why we're meeting like this, the woman said. 
It's a little melodramatic, isn't it? Like some stupid human spy novel? Visser 3 does not trust our communications lately. Visser 1 has supporters among some of our people here. Don't forget, our leader trapped these Andalites once before, and they were freed by Visser 1 to embarrass us. Has that been proven? The man asked. Chapman snorted derisively. If it had been proven, Visser 1 would be screaming in the torture chambers of the Council of Thirteen. But we know it, just the same. Visser 3 isn't going to let anything get in the way this time. This new creature of his, this Felik, will finish the terrorists once and for all. Felik, I thought. The enemy had a name. And make a huge mess doing it, the woman grumbled. I've been running around all day, trying to keep the story covered up. That's why you've been placed on the police force, Chapman said coldly. It's your job to control police investigations that could be difficult for us. There's only one of me, the woman said, not intimidated at all by Chapman's tone. Ten percent of the police force are our people, but that leaves ninety percent who are human. And the humans are not complete idiots. We have witnesses talking about monsters made of dust, not tornadoes. It's the same at the newspaper, the man said. So far, the story is under control. People believe the tornado nonsense. But you have to tell Visser 3 to... Suddenly, I was swung wildly around. I released the collar and flew upward. Chapman had stopped, jerked around, and grabbed the man's arm. Chapman had his face an inch from the man's face. Tell Visser 3. Tell Visser 3. No one tells Visser 3. People who tell the Visser something he doesn't want to hear end up cut off from Condrona rays, slowly starving, dying inside their hosts. With the rationing of Condrona rays since the bandits destroyed the Earth-based Condrona, the Visser has been looking for excuses to eliminate hungry Yerks. Now, if you want to go tell the Visser not to use his Valik, you go right ahead. He released the man, and they all started walking again. Valik, the woman grumbled. Do we have to rely on such things to track down a handful of Andalite terrorists? Yes, Chapman said. And be glad the Visser has his morph hunter. It distracts him from asking why you haven't caught the Andalites. You better hope this dust creature succeeds. The pressure is building on the Visser to clean up this mess on Earth. There is talk he may be demoted to Visser 4. Even 5. If Visser 3 loses rank because of your failure, take my advice. Kill yourselves. Don't wait for the Visser to do it for you. The two newcomers fell silent after that. Chapman gave them some instructions. Mostly to just stick to the tornado story, no matter what happened. He told them humans were fools who would believe any sort of nonsense. And if any witnesses became too troublesome, they should be eliminated or made into controllers. It was a chilling conversation to hear. And there was nothing in it about Rachel. But just the same, I had learned something important. The Valique was a tool of Visser Threes. And they had called it a Morph Hunter. It was time to head back to the little bathroom and demorph. I needed to talk to Jake and the others. Immediately. Morph Hunter. It had struck Marco and Axe when they were demorphing in the basement of Darlene's house. It had almost killed them. Had it succeeded with Rachel? 